Hey guys, this is Marielle Kirby, and you're listening to Cactus Pod. Cactus Pod is a show that focuses on the professional lives of people of color. So often, our community is exposed to all kinds of information, but not always enough when it comes to discovering and navigating their professional lives. On this show, you will hear numerous interviews, uncut conversation, and truly authentic discussions about life in general. I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, this is Marielle Kirby. Welcome back to Cactus Pod. Today, we're going to talk about what it's like to make a career change. And I'm going to be talking with my producer of the show, Brandon Kirby. Why, thank you, baby. <laughs> who is also my husband. So we'll get to, um, you know, share with you guys what it was like for our household and, you know, our finances and every other aspect of our lives because the career change did impact every mm-hmm. area. Yep, sure did. So making a career change is hard. Um, you know, I remember when I first decided to make the change, I had so many fears that I was dealing with. Um, and one of those reasons is because I had already invested eight years as a teacher. And, um, you know, it was a rewarding experience, but after eight years, you almost feel like you have to stay in it because you've already invested so much time. And I, just not to interrupt you, love, but I feel like that, the feeling that you had with that eight years and feeling like you had to continue on to invest in it, that is what keeps a lot of people from not jumping in doing something different. You don't, don't, you don't have to do that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think you bring up a really good point because, you know, so often, um, we feel like we can't make a change because of financial reasons Mm -hmm. or, um, because of time we've invested or simply because we're afraid to fail. But, you know, the reality is that, we're going to be okay. If there is something that we're afraid to do, I sincerely believe that that probably is the very thing we should be doing. I'm going to have to agree with you on that too. You know, it's, it's about taking a leap of faith and not looking back. Nope. Nope. Um, I don't, you know, Brandon, would you say, because you also made a career change Mm -hmm. And do you regret making your career change? Yeah, I don't at all. You know, there. You know, there. I felt like the career that I was in prior to what I'm doing now um, was just kind of a, a stepping stone. You know, I, I was doing the first job for almost eight years. I was in healthcare, and then I got to the point where um, you know there were certain aspects of the job that I wanted to do more, and I felt like I was at the the tip of what I was able to accomplish in that job and there were no more opportunities for me. So I felt like that was the time for me to make a change to something else. Mm-hmm. I understand. You know, when I was teaching, I knew I should have known that there was a clue that I probably was not meant to remain there um, in that profession because the other teachers so often would be 
so excited about writing lesson plans and just, you know, coming up with these new innovative ideas for the classroom. And that was never something that I was excited about. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would dread it, actually. <laughs> And so I, there were times where I would think something was, was wrong with me. You know, why? Mm-hmm. Actually, I actually kind of felt like a horrible person. You nah, know, you was, you was bad, <laughs> but I do know what your face looked like when you came home. I cried many nights. Many nights. <laughs> and I was like, this is torture. <laughs> it is, you know, and it, it, um, I just felt like, because teaching is such a reputable field. Mm. Yeah. And it requires a special person to go in and work with students and you know you have to be able to get every student in your class to understand the same information and you know you're not just teaching that's one of the challenges of teaching you're not just a teacher but what was that funny line that you always used to hear from parents though oh (laughs) they would say parents would always come to me and say um you know Oh, we have so much respect for what you do. But I always knew that was code for, thank God I'm not you. you know? <laughs> that was always funny. When you come home and you had this certain look, I'd be like, oh, yeah, someone done said that line to you today. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but, um, but that's one of the challenges because as a teacher, you are also a counselor, you're a mentor, you're a mediator. You know, I'm looking at students making sure that all of them are healthy and happy to some degree, Mm, you know, but then I would look and if I see a student who's um, repeatedly absent or, you know, there are signs of, of neglect, maybe, you know, not appropriate clothing for the weather or just generally um, not looking kept, you know, different things that could be clues that something is not right in that child's life. And so to me, Teaching, and I think I would say most teachers probably feel this way. Yeah, it wasn't that, just about teaching. Yeah, really. it was not just about teaching. That was just the tip of the iceberg um, for what the the profession required. And so, you know, in that sense, I can say that I am so grateful to have had that experience and to have um, just been able to make a difference for that time period. But when it came to the actual lesson planning, <laughs> that part I did not enjoy. Um, and so I knew it was it was time to move forward. I had those old file cabinets like. Yeah, it just was, a, you know, it was a process. But I knew that, you know, at, at the certain point, I knew that I wanted to move on. I knew that I wanted to go to law school and um you know, there were times where I felt like, oh, maybe I should have just done this years ago. Or, you know, I'm this age now. I shouldn't have because I I can, you know, forwardly say that I was 29 when I entered law school. Um, but then I was also surprised to find that there were a lot of law students who were that age and older. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. And I felt like when you went, it was the right time for you. Oh, you know, absolutely. Everything lined up. We just happened to be like right down the street mm-hmm. from the law school when we uh, moved from the city we were living in at the time in North Carolina to the new one. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was just perfect. I, you know, I even remember before you even went to law school and you were still teaching. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was a summer or whatnot, but you went to go work with some attorney. Yeah. And, um, you know, just trying to experience what law school or just what the profession was about. And you were getting kind of like 
mixed opinions from like two mm-hmm. different attorneys. And it's just something that you're going to have to figure out yourself. I always looked at you and I'm like, man, I, just the way you, you ran your class and the type of person you were and the freedom that you enjoyed having when you're doing certain things. I, I always thought that uh, being an attorney was a perfect fit for you. So it was really cool to actually see you um, <laughs> actually become one. Realize and the dream. Not only that, that old school uh, YouTube video that you had of yourself. Oh, that's right. Playing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I did, you know, I did, for those of you who don't know, I started in a commercial as a child where I played an attorney. Um, and <laughs> we, we might have to insert a clip of that. Uh, if I can, I, I might have to put, put that in there. In the That's show. so fast. Yeah. That's oh, so yeah. Fast. Well, you won't um, <laughs> But I do not regret it. Law school and, and becoming an attorney has done so much for me. And, you know, first I can say um, that I had the support of my family. You were supportive. My parents were supportive. My siblings, aunts, uncles, cousins. I mean, I just had a vast support system that a lot of people don't have. So I want to make sure um, that I'm very clear when I say that I had, you know, an unprecedented amount of support. So um, mm-hmm. even though you had your support structure, like we were here mm-hmm. to help support you go through law school, what was the, what was one of the difficult things starting that first year of law school? What? You know, it's funny that you asked that because it, it just came to me. Um, becoming a student again. Becoming a student again. Full-time um, student. Becoming a, yeah, I was a full-time student. And, you know, after teaching for eight years, you become that person who has all the answers. You know, there was a point in the classroom where I knew basically every question that a student would ask from years of experience. And so there was almost never a point where I had to say, I don't know, or I'm not sure, or let me get back to you. I had the answer. And so to go to law school and become a student again and realize that there was so much I did not know was an adjustment. Right. You know, um, I remember you like. You know, when you first got your first textbooks mm-hmm. and you were trying to study for those first classes and I would, of course, I'd be on the couch, you're like playing a game, <laughs> living your life, ESPN, but I, you know, subtly like, you know, glance over to see what's going on. And <laughs> your face would just look bewildered looking at the text. Yeah. So, and that's how it felt. So kind of tell everyone how what that was that like. Lang- it's just a different language, right? You it know? is a different um you know, going back, and I, and first to add more to your your previous question, um, one of the challenges of, of going to law school when I first started, um, not only was it difficult becoming a student again, but being a non-traditional student. Um, because while there were plenty of students who were there my age or older, um, there were also plenty of students who, who had come directly from undergrad. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that was, a, that was an adjustment, just being non-traditional. Um, but no, I did, you know, in answer to your question, Brandon, I did feel like I had to learn how to read again because law is a different language. It is a different language. And, um, you know, a lot of times it's, it's written like that with intent. And so I had to learn, we, we spent a lot of time reading and studying cases, case after case yeah. after case. And, you know, it's so important because case law for a lot of times does set the precedent, um, 
you know, when we look, when we try to determine whether something is a lawful action or not. And so, yeah, the majority of our time is spent studying case law. Studying that case law. What? So when you started that first year and we know that, you know, the, the law determining or trying to make sense of the law was mm-hmm. a difficult thing to do. Mm-hmm. But your peers that had parents that practiced for years and yeah. coming from a family that had some kind of, I don't know. They had an advantage. Insight to what to expect. What do you feel like they had that you had to learn quick? Um, that's an excellent question, Brandon. Um, Cause I've, I still, to this day do think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, those students who did come from families with a legal background, um, they knew, I feel like they knew a little bit better how to navigate, even just law school. Mm-hmm. You know, they had experience reading cases already. They had experience doing different types of legal research. They knew going in what area of law they wanted to practice because they had seen their parents and grandparents do it. Um, you know, where I received a lot of support because I did, my family was very supportive and, you know, economically were there, you know, they, the other students did not have an advantage over me financially. Um, but they did have the advantage of, of just understanding the field a little bit better and to a degree that I just did not have the opportunity to do. Um, yeah. And I think that's just, I mean, those are challenges that you have. And, but just to kind of, you know, let our viewers know, like, you know, that's one of those things that you're going to have to deal with when you're making changes. And that's okay. Because I mean, I, I came into, you know, some, the, some, you know, challenges when I was changing my career, like, Mm -hmm. am I doing what I supposed to be doing or can I do this? You know? know, Yeah. But it's okay to feel those feelings and understand that, you know, you can learn Mm -hmm. to do this just as good as anyone else. So the tools are there. Oh yeah. And see what makes this part of what makes this so exciting for me is that, um, you know, my father had an opportunity to attend law school But at the time, he was a young father of two with a wife. And, you know, at at that time, it was not feasible for him. And so, yeah, so it's um, so it's really nice to be able to kind of bring it full circle. And um, yeah, it's it's really cool. And it's, it's so nice to because I am now the first, I guess, attorney on our side of the family and. Um, it's a really exciting path to be on because, um, you know, I want our children to come, cousins, whoever, mm-hmm. nieces, nephews, whoever right. comes, I want them to feel like they have somewhere to go if they have questions. Yeah, having you know? a starting point. I think because it's important. It is. And let's be honest, you know, the, the legal field is so competitive right. that lawyers are not really lining up to help people. Yeah. You know, because you're seen as competition. And so we have to do what we can to support our students. We do. Just our community in general. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, you. it's it's really cool to have someone that's going or already been where you've gone mm-hmm. and to be able to get insight from them. And I think 
one thing with Cactus Pod, we want to be able to help our viewers be able to experience those things right. in those different types of situations. Right. So they can kind of see what we went through or our future guests. Right. And they know that it can be done. And here's a, a, a blueprint. Mm-hmm. Inside knowledge. Yeah. Inside knowledge. Yeah. Blueprint. I think I absolutely think that's the perfect word for it. Um, and at a younger age, you know, I would love for students in high school, even middle school. I know middle school is a little young, but to start hearing about what it is that people are doing with their careers. Yeah. You know, they hear the titles, but what does their day to day actually yes, look like? Absolutely. How did they get there? Do they want to stay there? And what do they wish they had known? Yeah. You know? Because I really think that, you know, you sometimes you'll, you'll have passions for things and you don't notice them. Like when I transferred from healthcare into IT, like this was something I was doing a long time ago. Like mm-hmm. I used to sit around with my cousins and, you know, work on computers or try to figure out how to make a website. That was, was your hobby. It was my hobby. But, right. you know, it took, you know, time to to recognize hey that not only time but you know having a wonderful wife in your corner to let you know <laughs> that hey look this is something that you enjoy doing why don't you try you know going and doing it as a career and yeah. it just a light bulb went in my head you know and yeah just little things like that just kind of if I if I knew then at a younger age like having someone like Marielle or a parent or a mentor to kind of get me on track in those directions you know right um well, but you had, and I will say, um, you know, based on what I've seen, there were, because you were on a path, you were on another path career-wise, right. Yeah. right? And so there were lots of opportunities for you for that path. You were thinking about becoming a doctor. You took courses, you know, your family was supporting that. And I liked it. And, yeah. and, and it's not that I didn't like it. It's just that, you know... You know, just learning about or just knowing that there was something else that I I know even more, you know, that I like even more and not being afraid to take that turn. Right. And do it. Right. And, you know, it's it's funny that you say that doing something that you like even more, because so often now I I'm just so happy that I made the change. Now, it was a painful change. Oh, yeah. It was, you know, for those of you who don't know. It, um, it, it, for me, it was a 70 hour week every week for three years, for three years. Um, it was, yeah, it was an exhausting experience. They're over now, by the way. (laughs) They are over now. They are over now. But it was an exhausting experience, but I'm so glad that I did it because I truly love the law. I love the law. I love how complex it is. I love, um... You know, all of the different areas of the law, things are constantly changing. Law is involved in every aspect of our lives. And um, and and then, too, I just love the wealth of opportunities that being a lawyer brings. And so, you know, while there were challenges and while we had to kind of take a step back in order to get here, I'm glad that we did it. I, I am, too. I'm glad that we did it, too, because... You know, you put in those hours 
and you have that, you know, that fear in the back of your head, like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. Can I be successful? Will I be successful? But then you look up and you're there. Right. And it's a good feeling to have. And it's like, wow, like, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, I I did it Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, it's achievable Mm -hmm. and there's nothing like it. And I think, you know, Brandon, I feel like too, it has a lot to do with just living your life as if there is no tomorrow. Right. You know, I think that we can get so comfortable and, and trust and, doing something for 30 years or just doing it or, you know, we'll have more time to do it later. And a lot of times that is true, Mm -hmm. you know, but that's not how you want to live. That's not how you can live your life to the fullest. No, you don't have to. You You don't don't have to to do that. You don't. Yeah. You can choose. You have choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Choose it. Yeah, you do have choice, you know, but I also just want to reiterate though that, you know, we, we know that everybody's experience is different. We know that right. everybody's background and circumstances are different and some are beyond their control. That's true. But then again, like, you know, we had our challenges when we were switching over. Yeah. You know, I I was going when I did the, the switch, mm-hmm. you know, at one time, you know, I got hurt during... You know, I wasn't working at the time right. because I was injured, even though I still had a job. Right. But then I started taking classes and then I had to return back to work and we're doing that, you know, full time, both things. And then, you know. Yeah. I mean, th- I think you're absolutely right. You know, I think you're absolutely right. Um, so there will be challenges. Like There will. There will be challenges. But we also were just fortunate enough and, you know blessed enough to be able to get through it and complete the journey. Yes, complete the journey. You know, that's that's certainly what I want. But I say all that to say that I believe that for someone who wants to make a career change, that it can be done and mm-hmm. it can be done successfully. Yes. You know, through faith, through persistence and, and through support. Yeah. People need support to be able to do this. And as we continue to have these discussions, it would be really helpful to learn what listeners have questions about. You know, what is it that you guys want to discuss? What do you want to hear more about? Um, Because we would love to talk about it. Well, that concludes our show for today. Thank you guys for listening to Cactus Pod. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe. Have a great day.